Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. My name is Carl. And my name is James. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And happy Father's Day, everyone. Today is Father's Day. Uh, what's the date? Uh, June 19th, 2022. So, yeah, if you're a father out there, happy Father's Day. And if you're a mother out there, happy Father's Day, too, if you're doing double duty. And happy Juneteenth. All Also, today is Juneteenth. So, let's throw that out there as well. Uh, so, hopefully, everybody's had a great week. And we are how many days away from the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi? We are about three days away. Oof. And uh, before we rec- started recording, uh, Carl and I had about a five-hour conversation about this. <laughs> and uh, um, we, we were just arguing about, not arguing, we were having a discussion. A civil it wasn't a debate. It was a civil debate because we weren't like mad. We were just uh, trying to figure it out because there, there are things. I mean, do you want to get into it now, David, or do we have stuff that we should probably go over first? Well, I wanted to talk about a few things first. So if you are at Galaxy's Edge in Orlando right now, you will encounter this guy. <laughs> he is currently there right now with our swag in hand. And if you do see him, <laughs> that face, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's wonderful. He's actually filming a video for Patreon for um, the Galaxy's Edge Adventures for that, that specific tier. So, yeah, Colin is out there and uh, approach him. He will be glad to talk to you. Yeah, I don't know. How long is he going to stay there? Oh, Rule Farm Boy, thank you for joining us today. He's uh, listening for, on YouTube. But yeah, how long is Colin going to stay there today? I'm not quite sure. Um, should be should be a pretty good while. He's he's doing a pretty long video, I believe. But also, the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that uh, James and I apparently were a dyad because we both got sick simultaneously. <gasps> oh, no, you got sick, too. <laughs> Oh no. So yeah, we uh pretty much were kind of down and uh could not record anything for Patreon. So we missed the past two days. I know we talk about Patreon content daily, but uh yeah, we were kind of out of commission and uh we were gonna do stuff, but I think it was a combination of trying to recover from celebration and then we caught something. I don't know. Well, I, I know what I caught and I, I uh I just tested positive today for COVID. So. Oh man. Yeah, Sorry uh, to hear that. two years. I had my booster, my both my my vaccine shots, and here I am. So that's why I sound a little rough, and I'm sorry. But uh, but yeah, but I'm home. I'm, I'm I feel I feel good, just a little weak, but that's normal, you know. But no, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I'm just a little little under the weather. But um, but I'm glad I could do this, and we could do this via you know digitally across. I don't know how far away are we all right now. I'm in uh, California. You're Anaheim. Yeah. 
and Carl is Central Texas. Yeah, and I'm, I'm South Texas. Austin, and he's almost San Antonio, so yeah. we're like 90 miles apart. Nice, and I'm 1,900 miles away from y'all. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Rule of hard boy. Um, uh, what else? What other? Uh, yeah, like we said, uh, don't worry though. We will get back on it. I, I do enjoy those conversations, David and I get to have uh, for Patreon. Um, they're a lot of fun. We just it's just two of us just talking about Star Wars, and which I don't know. That's kind of how you and I became friends, David. It was just we started texting each other about Star Wars, and then that was it. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was awesome. And I became friends with Carl about twenty years ago. And uh, wow, it really wasn't over Star Wars. I think it was over video games at first because uh, the first Xbox was about to launch. We were in school together and I think I just heard him talking about it. And I was like, hey, man, what's the what's the deal with uh, with the new uh, next gen console here? And he kind of broke it down to me. And I was like, wow, he actually has done his research. And then I think we became friends over that. And I found out he was a big Spider-Man Marvel fan. And then I found out, of course, he's a big Star Wars fan. And he actually had a TIE pilot helmet in his apartment when I went over to go play Halo for the first time. And I was like, where'd you get this? I'd never, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a TIE pilot helmet in person. And um, yeah, I mean, we've been to, I guess, three total celebrations now. Plus Galaxy's yeah. Edge for the first time in Orlando. And um, of course, Carl was. Uh, we Carl and I drove 22 hours straight to Anaheim for this last celebration, which was uh, incredible. Yeah, Carl has that superpower to actually stay awake. Oh, yeah, I'll power you, man. Because <laughs> when David told me, I was a little scared for both of y'all. I was like, man, because it's it's doable, but it is a very boring trip as well. Like, there's really not a lot to see from Texas to. Well, I, I will. I will say it's. I found it easier to drive nonstop from Texas to Orlando than from Texas <laughs> to Anaheim. Because that drive through the desert is, is boring. That it's horrible. Good. Yeah, I saw a tumbleweed for the first time. Like, like a legit tumbleweed go across the. I was like, I looked at my brother, and I was like, I was like. What is that? And we like slowed down. It was like, look, they exist. It's not just in the movies, you know. It's not just in the westerns. But uh, but yeah, well, I'm glad y'all made it there safe. And I got to meet Carl at at celebration. We went bowling, and uh, that was he, the first time you met him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've never met in person. And then you, yeah. your uh, scout trooper. Remember, I had to, I had to skip out of Ch- Chicago celebration. Right, but James was there in 2017, yeah. and Carl drove straight to Orlando. Jeez. So Carl's dr- driven straight from. From South Texas to Orlando, guys are South cr- Texas to Anaheim. So he's driven completely across the United States. That is bizarre, dude. Well, is Carl in the Legion? Uh, you want to answer that question, Carl? The what? Uh, somebody asked. Uh, Rule Farboy asked, "Is Carl in the Legion?" No, I am not. Believe it or not, I have a, a massive amounts of props and and whatnot. And so, wait, you're not in the five hundred first. I am not in the five. What? Let me let me explain it. So I told Carl he needs to be in the five hundred first because he's such a huge, massive Star Wars fan. He has a Legion approvable costumes. It's just I don't know. I guess there's red tape around it, or I don't know. But your your scout trooper looked amazing at at celebration. Like yeah, he was the best scout trooper there. I didn't see anyone that was even remotely close to looking screen accurate uh, someone you pull right off of a speeder bike from return of the jedi Please i told him it was awesome he looked great street. what was that 
I don't want to get smashed against trees. Don't pull me off my speeder bike. <laughs> my, my my favorite memory is uh, we were standing there at line, and Carl, you were like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," but we couldn't hear you. <laughs> You're like, "I'm going to the bathroom." <laughs> mask covers, mask covers everything, and then David is like, "Look at this," and Carl, I can't see it. Like I. Can't. I can't see what you're pointing to, but um. Oh, what's up, guys? I wish I knew who this was. Facebook user, what's up? What's up? Thank you for joining us. But uh, but yeah. So Carl, and if you look at the back, that's your 3D printer back there, and you have like a whole collection of like oh, yeah. awesome stuff, right? I mean, I've seen your. You showed me a picture. Or David showed me a picture of your collection that you have. Yeah, I mean, this is my office. Uh, there's not a lot of stuff in here. Um. There's about to be more electronic equipment in here, but uh, but that's because I'm doing various things on the side. But my living room is filled with hot toys, and yeah, it looks I, awesome. Yeah, you know, anybody who was a celebration, they had that life-size bust of uh, of Darth Vader in one of the cases at the uh, sideshow booth. I own one of those, so that's, that's, yeah. that, that's my centerpiece in my. In my Star Wars, to my Star Wars case, so. dude. They had some sick toys over there at the uh, the the Hot Toys area. You just couldn't buy them though. You just couldn't buy them, but man, looking at some of them, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" This yeah, is most cool. of them, most of them weren't even available for purchase yet, not even for pre order yet. So I'm I was a little confused why they were even there. Why they talking about? I will say one of the sickest ones was uh, Ray and Kylo Ren fighting on the Death Star, and like the waves are behind them. I was like, "This is." That is amazing, um, but yeah, you just couldn't buy them. Just like they had the Lola toys there at the at the section, and they were like, "Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't buy them." But they're here. It is. Um, I ordered one, by the way. It's going to be coming in December, so I'm so excited. Did y'all order a Lola toy? I did not, um, but mainly one I'm pretty sure they're gonna be readily available because you know, that's like one of the cutesy toys for that, that people will, will buy for their kids mm-hmm. uh, and so there there should be plenty of those available I hope so I yeah, hope so because speaking of toys that are readily available the Babu Frick that they made readily available at Galaxy's Edge sold out in one day according to Colin so did Colin get one no he didn't get one he took a picture what? of one didn't buy one left. And then he's like, hey, guys, check it out. And I was like, hey, get me one. He's like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And he went, he's there today, and he said they sold out. So. I got to look for it here. And see, they, I mean, there's something like that. Odds are they're going to have more. I mean, yeah, they'll have more. Yeah. But um, they always do that when there's a big Star Wars event. We all leave, they release something cool, you know? <laughs> it seems like that's like the thing. They had. Um... Andor t-shirts at the uh, trading post at uh, downtown Disney in a corner and nobody was like walking over there and I but I got one I bought one it's pretty sick but it was one of those things that I was like how come they didn't put this front and center no it was legit hidden behind a bunch of stuff and I was like Shh. so yeah you, you know what I what I understand why they stopped at least apparently stopped selling is the uh, the USB com link Oh yeah. yeah, I asked you about that, James. It's, yeah, they, or rather, the Bluetooth right comlink. They, 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 you know, they, they made it. Matter of fact, I had it in my hand when we were there last year, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll just pick this up another time. I'm sure these will be around. And then they just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them in the parks. I have to go and uh, and check it out now because you're right. I haven't, I haven't seen those in a long time. 
and that that seems kind of like a no-brainer piece of equipment that doesn't even that's not even expensive even yeah. even for disney prices it wasn't expensive it was like 40 bucks at the park yeah. that's cheap so, for all of you who <laughs> don't go to disney a lot that's actually a pretty good price for something there right and if you think about it, it's a five dollar piece of electronic equipment <laughs> you know you know in all reality but true yeah, I would I would pay forty bucks. I have no problem paying forty bucks for it. But now that I want one, I can't get one. Now I'm gonna have to build my own. You got a 3D printer back there. Why well, do you uh, have that? What else we got? <laughs> Sorry, what else we got today, uh, David? So I think the uh, statute of limitations is over. I think we can talk about the last episode. And if oh, you haven't seen the last episode, what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let us but- know. Watch the last episode, everybody. Have an Obi Wan Kenobi, you know. Yeah, spoilers for the penultimate episode of Obi Wan Kenobi that aired how many days ago? Just kidding. Uh, five days ago. Five? So yeah, here we go. You're doing a countdown. Five, four. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, David, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I really liked it. Um, it there were uh, some reports that we were going to see this happened um, a sparring between obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker and that's exactly what we got the episode started with him viewing the apartment apparently that he shared with padme or padme's apartment yeah and it uh, i mean it, it was pretty cool to see hayden back as anakin skywalker once again as a padawan and there was a lot of debate what what where this took place in the timeline. And of course, you can clearly see there he doesn't have the glove on. So it's either during the Attack of the Clones time frame or uh, before. Shortly that before. Time frame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it clear is before the, the Duke of Duel. So. Right. You know, I just realized something. This could be almost some like in the time. In within the movie because he's looking at her, her her apartment unless he knew about the apartment before he visited in Attack of the Clones, um, you know what I mean? Because in Attack of the Clones when he visits her, it looks like that's the first time they've seen each other or anything. So well, to make sure, if you look at the background, most of these buildings look pretty much like it's the same architecture. So technically, this could be anybody's apartment. True, true, very true. Uh, but. One of the question I had about the scene, this is actually something that occurred to me when I when I first watched this. Where's the traffic? <laughs> That's an extra. Like if, you, if you watch episode two, actually any any C Coruscant scene, there's tons of speeders flying around everywhere. This scene, there's none. Not yeah, my, my buddy uh, he pointed that out to me because I said he was like, "It's Coruscant." I was like, "What planet is it?" I said, "It's Coruscant." He's like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "Yeah." So. Dude. So a lot of people have talked about that. If you look really closely, really, really closely, oh, the traffic see, is there. I see them now. Yeah, they're like little tiny specks. They're like almost like pixels, but the traffic is there. They couldn't. They couldn't do the whole. But there should be traffic up close. Okay. Yes, there's stuff like microbial in the background, but where's the up close traffic? They can't fly near the Jedi Temple, obviously. Right, that's a no fly even around, zone, right? even around the Jedi Temple, there's tons of traffic. Yeah, true, because Obi Wan was uh they were looking at it in a uh a Phantom Menace. No, I, I think that type of visual effect is I don't know, there's already a lot happening, and I think they were like, Yeah, it's not important to fully render 
little ships flying, you know, right there next to them. We'll put them in the distance, and people will know. But yeah, um, yeah. My my problem was when they when this pre, when the, this this scene first started up, I was like, are we going back to Alderaan? Cause it like kind of looked like Alderaan initially because it's really nice and bright, and there's no traffic. So I was like, Alderaan? Oh no, we're 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 on Coruscant. And then there's the traffic question. Uh, but, you know, I mean, maybe they just ran out of budget. I don't know. It just seems like like a weird thing to admit, and a cheap effect at that. Uh, one thing I would heard a lot of people talk about was the uh, the the de aging they did on Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen. Um, I think I, I think I know what they did and why they did it, and I'm okay with it. So what they did was they digitally did de age them, but not so much like they did with Luke in. Um, or you know, like the deep fake how they did with Luke, and anyways, because I think what happens is the more you start to to do that, the more uh, effect you start putting on an actor, the more the their mouth moves and it just looks a little off. And well, I, th- well, but the, I think the biggest problem with deep fake in general is you can't do full motion of the character, you can't do a full conversation. They kind of exactly. have to talk talk like they're just kind of talking to the code of the mouth kind of thing, which is what Luke's doing the entire time. He doesn't open his mouth. Exactly, and, and, and if you do that, then that's fine. The other thing is, it, with this scene in particular is they're on a balcony, he's brightly lit. Luke is always in shadow in in Mandalorian, uh, so lighting has a lot to do with that. So, yes. I mean, so so the pro- the problem is to do deep fake is not a very good system. It only works under certain conditions, and if you stay within certain parameters, that's mm-hmm. how that effect works. Um, you can deep fake learn things in it takes a very long time. I don't know if anybody's ever played with any any type of deep fake stuff. It takes a very long time mm-hmm. to get to get that to work. So, so it it's not necessarily expensive. It's, it's it takes a, it takes time because you have to let the computer learn how the two different faces that you're matching up move, and then it makes a median out of the two. What so, did you? Uh, David, what did you think about the uh, the de de aging of them? You know, we have that experience when we see Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian season two, and this is like far beyond better than that. And of course, I mean, we have Luke from the book of Boba Fett, and we have that experience. So this was kind of almost in between in a way. You, for me, you couldn't really tell right away that you were looking at. I mean, if you didn't have the knowledge that this was shot last year, it would be kind of hard to tell when it was actually shot. But they're not concentrate on anything. There does feel like to me that there is something a little off with Hayden's face. And kind yeah, of the same thing Hayden with you and McGregor. Yeah, Hayden McGregor has the benefit of having the beard, though. So that's, that's a little unfair, too. Because yeah, true. Most of his face is covered. Yeah, there's a little like uncanny valiness to what they what they're supposed to look like. There's something off, and people have pointed to maybe the wrinkles in in Hayden's forehead. Um, well, 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 Hayden also. Re- I, I think Hayden also has the most difference between his fa- face from 20 years ago and to now. Because yeah. yeah, he's aged he, a little bit. <laughs> well, well, but there's also that going from from 18 year old old. To forty-year-old, you know that that there's a huge gap there as far as what happens yeah. with your face structure in that time frame. 
where it's mm-hmm. going from 40 year old to, to, you know, you know, 60 year old is not but, the same thing. But I, I, yeah, I, I, think I get that Ewan McGregor is not 60 yet, but yeah. I, but I, I liked I liked how they did it, how the so like you said, they, they kind of just met in the middle with how to achieve this. And of course, like Carl was saying, it's it's well lit, it's there, they have to talk, and we can't be distracted by the fact that their mouths are like like just barely moving. And um I I, I, I was I was about it. I thought it was pretty cool. And uh the shots of Vader were pretty cool. Not as cinematic as, you know, Empire Strikes Back. But still, it's pretty cool to see. And uh, get to know. I was, <laughs> and uh, are, are we sure that this is Hayden Christensen right here in the suit? Or could this be anybody else in the suit? Well, we're not 100% sure. Um, yeah. We do know that there are stunt doubles and walking stunties. that, And they have a movement coach, apparently. And there was a... Um, one of the, I believe, one of the stunt actors posted a photo, helmetless, with another stunt Vader, and he said, "This is us with our movement coach." And I, they got the movement down perfectly, I think, for Vader walking through shots. Yeah, the he way looked- he actually carries himself and his gait and everything. Um, also, the other huge point of contention, which I don't think should be a point of contention, is Vader's voice. People have taken offense to the fact that. People will say that's James Roll Jones when clearly we know that's not James Roll Jones right now. Yeah, uh, we we heard his voice in Rogue One. He sounds older. His voice definitely does sound different compared to the original trilogy. But of course, yeah, they had to have used respeecher uh, yeah. to to modify his voice back to what he sounded like in the original trilogy. Same thing that the, what they did with Mark Hamill with Luke Skywalker. The right. voices, and, and that technology, I think, is perfect now. Yeah, audio is a lot further along than the whole face thing. because. Oh, yeah. yeah. Audio, yeah. It, like, voices have a lot less markers, which is why, like, voice actors that sound kind of like the actors get away with it so easily. Yeah, because if you listen to a lot of people, that, a lot of people that do the uh, book recordings, for example, they get Ian McGregor down pretty, pretty well, most of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so you buy it a lot easier than than a face. Faces are so distinct, and that's what you know people tie themselves to. So, why, for example, I don't like the any deep fake effect that's ever been on screen ever. <laughs> I think they all look horrible, uh, including you know, end of Mandalorian in in Book of Boba Fett included. I don't think any of that looks convincing. It looks terrible, but. Yeah, it works for some people. I, I I don't get. I don't understand how because it looks fake and dead. But, but like we said, the voice stuff has come a lot further than the face. Right. But because I mean, they do credit it as James Earl Jones because it is his voice. It is his voice going through this program, and they're able to tweak the lines to make them sound. Which, in a way, it's kind of scary that you can do that. But um, I like that they're using it for movies. You know, and not like politicians and world leaders as of yet so the fact that you could use it now for darth vader and for mark hamill uh for what was that yeah for book of boba fett and the mandalorian um i i think it's i think it's pretty cool and you're right vader's voice does sound natural it does sound like james earl jones recorded those lines and i think it's great yeah the other interesting conversation was these lightsabers when when obi-wan walks into the cave here and he uh, encounters these lightsabers Immediately, I was like, "Yep, that those are lightsabers from from past Jedi that we know 
but apparently it's not. It's these are sabers that look very similar to sabers we all know and love. Like the the one at the very top looks a lot like Malls, which that'd be weird if Malls was there. Um, yeah, but there's but also it, one that it, resembles the intersection of that one. By the way, it doesn't match Mall at all. So yeah, no. Yeah, there's one there that looks a lot like Phantom Menace Obi Wan's, but uh, apparently people have gone over this really closely and really inspected them and it seems like these are all kind of kit bashed so just yeah, thrown together in the end I, I, I would imagine we talked about this before the show that this is literally part of the stock from you know when you watch the special features on the uh, on the episode 2 stuff all the behind the scenes stuff where they have this giant box of lightsabers that they let the actors pick their lightsaber from I'm pretty sure these are probably the lightsabers that didn't get picked, but made. So why not use them for this? It would make perfect sense to me. Anyways. So, but yeah, I don't think there's anything recognizable in that. So one one of the critiques I had was they're over there bombing this uh, this this blast door, and then Reva goes over there with her lightsaber and. It cuts it like right away. I was like, "Yeah, why didn't she just cut it open?" The first place? <laughs> well, then that, again, that, that, that was my immediate reaction when that cut occurs. At first, I, I thought, "Okay, well, she's actually the one that's stalling," is what I thought. That she just you didn't want to just crack it open before Vader got there. But yeah, then there's that. Like, okay, it took you less than five seconds to open this thing, but. Or maybe they needed to shooting on it beforehand. Yeah, it doesn't make any. I mean, then again, the lightsaber is way too powerful because <laughs> there's a lot of problems in Star Wars that you're like, oh, they can do this with a lightsaber. Oh, they can do this with a lightsaber, and it's like, well, but they can't. Yeah, but, but you know what I will say though is, is it is an incredibly overpowered weapon? Yes, it is, but at least it's a consistently overpowered weapon. Like it doesn't change its abilities. It's always able to do this, and okay, exactly. That's why I'm saying that that kind of messes up some of the problems that they have. We're like, how how we got to get out of this? I was like, just get out your lightsaber and you can just do this, you know, like, or get out this and you can do that because it's got it can cut through metal. You will be able to open the door. So, right now, uh, now what, one thing that they do explain in some of the legends novels, at least, is that using a lightsaber is incredibly difficult. They've never actually explained that in canon that. It's not as it's so easy as to just turn it on and you kind of wave it around. Which is, yeah, no, which is why I'm glad they did that with uh, Book of Boba Fett with Mandalorian using the uh, the dark saber. I was like, ah, oh, nice, I like that. Because even whenever they did uh, uh, New Hope, they told George Lucas told the stunt guy, you know, it's a heavy blade, so it's always two handed. You always hold it with two hands. You never hold it with one hand. And um, so yeah, that's yeah, but. Yeah, Herc just cutting the door like that. I was like, oh my gosh, come on. But, um, but can you imagine being one of the stormtroopers on the outside? We've been standing here for half an hour to an hour, and you could open this. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what are we doing here, lady? Do you have I any mean... bombs we just launched at this thing, you crazy lady? But, um, one of the things that I liked was that they finally acknowledged that all of our suspicions, which was that was Reva there, uh, at the Jedi Temple, she did see Anakin as Darth Vader coming in and uh, gave her a mode. I mean, but all this we saw from the very first episode. Yeah, I mean, that was really the only explanation. By yeah. Episode. But, uh, but in the end though, I thought, uh, 
I thought it was cool. We finally got it. And I saw somebody, they made a, they made a meme where she was like, where were you, Obi-Wan? Why weren't you there to save us? And he was like, cause I was riding a space lizard, yo, you know, like getting shot up by a tank. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, uh, also that meme where it's, uh, it's, it's, a. Uh, Donald Glover coming in, but the pizza and everything's on fire. It's like, hey guys, I'm Obi Wan's back after killing General Grievous, and then it's all bad. This was this was a good good moment right here. Yeah, I I, I like that. I I kind of wish that they 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 had done this a little bit more. I don't know. They, they, the the relationship between her and the robot wasn't fully established. I didn't feel like. I mean, you got it, but you didn't like. Oh, these are best buds, you know. It was okay with like the little bit we got. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you still got the point of it, and you know the fact that the robots offering himself up for her to shield yeah. her, yeah. and that that was cool. But and then the fact we got the thermal detonator back from Return of the Jedi, like, come on, that, 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 I like no. One question I did have: Okay, if you're carrying thermal detonators, why aren't you throwing those out there before everybody gets slaughtered? <laughs> just saying, you could have killed 20, 30 stormtroopers ah, beforehand. Well, because maybe why she only has one. Those, why didn't you mention that this was amongst our arsenal in the first place? But yeah, I mean, maybe there's only one, and maybe it's like an IG eleven situation where there's only one, and you got to use it at the right, right but it, spot. It, it was just a thought that came to mind when she, yeah, when she pulled yeah. it out. Like, hey, wait a second. But yeah, this this sacrifice was made right in front of Obi-Wan Kenobi, right when those blast doors closed, which echoes his sacrifice in A New yeah. Hope. It's very true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's really The eventual good. sacrifice that he's going to make. Unless, yeah. according to Carl, they're going to change all that, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He never even yeah. cannon schmannon. And we finally got the introduction of of Roken. Mm-hmm. Or did we get it in the previous episode? We got the previous episode. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just by the way, one, 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 one quick thing on that on that duel between Anakin and 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 uh, and Obi-Wan. Did it seem a little odd to anybody aside from myself that Anakin was just way, way too aggressive in that duel? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to be aggressive and get get told, hey, you need to calm it down a bit. But he was like full on beaten down on Obi-Wan like he was wanting to kill him. And, you know, that seemed a bit to the point where it seemed to me like Obi-Wan should have been like, Hey, you're going a little bit too dark side on this one. Just, and this is just a duel, man. Calm down. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Obi-Wan is like, Oh, he's just a kid. You know, like he's just a child. I'll teach him. I'll teach him a good lesson after this, but no, I, I will say he was fighting very aggressively. Yeah, I mean, this was Luke at the, you know, in Return of the Jedi kind of beat down that he was unleashing, like, full-on anger just going after it, and it's like that's a bit, bit too much. Maybe dial it down a little bit, but that was just my feeling. So yeah, RFB's asking if, if we saw Sully make it to the transport. I never saw her got hit uh, by, by a blaster. Um, the other T-47 pilot. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't see her. I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure she's on. She's on board. Yeah. Um, we know Wade didn't make it. <laughs> I like how they made that death so dramatic, and we were like, "Oh, we just met him." You know. 
Yeah. Well, did we? I mean, always did we actually meet him? I mean, we no. really did. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, I liked uh, I liked him going back out there and then giving up all his stuff and hit that line. There are other ways to fight, which I was like, that's pretty cool. That's a good callback to a new hope. Yep. And then um, I love the callbacks. And then he's like, I, I didn't bring, you're not bringing me to him. I'm bringing him to you, which I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, what else? What else? Yeah, I think this kind of uh, turn here uh, made people that were kind of on the edge or kind of um, really not liking Reva's character kind of turn to actually liking her whole like process of getting her, her story arc here. I, I thought that was a really cool plot point for, for the story that you have a youngling that infiltrated the Inquisitorius and is hunting Vader within the... Um, the halls there of the Fortress Inquisitorius, and it's all a big plan. But of course, we see in at the end of the episode, um, a lot of people made a big, a big kind of commotion about the Grand Inquisitor getting stabbed in the stomach, and how could they do this? It breaks canon. Of course, we see it show up in the end. Seen any previous Star Wars thing? Because <laughs> anybody who gets stabbed in the stomach survives. Aside from the fact that even in real life, if you, you know, people that get stabbed in the stomach don't die instantaneously. Um, I, I have several friends that have several gunshot wounds to the abdomen, and, and all of them are just fine today. <laughs> so but, I don't but, understand how Star Wars characters keep thinking they killed somebody when they stabbed them in the gut, because that's not a Especially if you cauterize the wound, you're probably okay. You might pass out from the pain, but you'll be all right. Qui-Gon died. <laughs> I just want to say that. Yeah, so no, sorry. I understand. Just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> what I'm saying, purely medically. No, I know. I saw it. Yeah, you're it probably was okay. <laughs> like, Qui-Gon must be pissed right now because he's like, dude. He's like, what the? He's like, but it was all part of the plan, though, James. He knew uh, that he could uh, become one with the Force. And yeah. come back from the nether realm of the force. Now, my, my Qui Gon doesn't get exactly stabbed in the gut. His is more centered chest. So yeah, his is the chest. The yeah, yeah. So he might have gotten stabbed through the heart. Toasty that waffles. That's a great name, Toasty Waffles. But um, one, one thing that made me laugh, and I was watching with my wife, and the part where the, the Grand Inquisitor is like, he's like, uh, vengeance has a power, is a powerful weapon, and blah, 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 blah. And I, and I made the joke, I was like, and plus, he adds, "I had to be alive for Rebels for a really cool story arc, so I can't die just yet." Okay, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like, but yeah, I um, mean, but but it pretty much, I mean, I naturally assume when that scene happened, well, clearly he's not dead because he's alive in Rebels, so therefore we get him back. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, matter of fact, when when this the scene when she's talking to Vader happens, I almost assume that after he turns on the off the hollow projector that the Inquisitor steps out from behind Vader's chair kind of thing. Because it seemed kind of obvious that Vader knows that he's alive. It's not Oh yeah, most definitely. He, 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 he seems to be playing with her more than anything. Just the way that he kind of, oh, I know what you want. Ha, ha, ha. Well, what, you know? I think he's using her to get to, to, get to Obi-Wan, you know? And right. so I think that's a very interesting part about uh about how vader's thought process during all of this um and then carl had a problem with this part 
Yes, I did. I didn't have a problem. I mean, for, for one, it seems a little overpowered, but my, my problem is, okay, there's another ship in the background, okay, and we know who's in the other ship, and you don't, you don't realize that the engines are running on that one as well? I mean... <laughs> well, he's enraged. I mean, when you're enraged, you don't really focus on anything and you know other than what you're enraged on you got a point there you got a point because he does say like he's gonna do this and i'll be and then they're like how do you know and he's like well he's like i trained him but i know what the thought process was and even oh my yeah it makes sense yeah because even during their their sparring even though it looks like anakin has the high ground obi-wan still pulls a fast one on him because he's so focused on this one thing that he doesn't even see the other attack coming and yeah, so it's still instead, a learner Instead of attacking, uh, instead of you know Obi Wan attacking him, he tricked him. He said he's going to be so angry and so focused, he's not even going to think to look anywhere else. And they wrap a little. Too <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. But, but what I liked about it is that it's pulled directly out of Force Unleashed. So that I know, dude, it was so cool. And then how he just like pulls the freaking like just pulled it apart. I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I had just had my mouth open when I was watching this. Well, since Vader's trading too, you can tell he's yeah, getting a lot out of him. Yeah, it's taking a lot out of him. That's so cool. Yep. And I but, love the fact that that you see this teaching moment with Obi Wan and Anakin. Yeah, I thought they're a great warrior. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's they utilize they utilize that flashback so well. The cutting back and forth was done so well. Um, was the first ship piloted by droids? I don't know, man. We don't know. There's an Obi Wan with the Force. You never know. <laughs> well, but, but here's the other thing. I mean, initially I had a problem with that as well. But then, if you think about it, we have Teslas today that can drive themselves to a park. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so easily you could argue that okay, there's an autopilot that takes off on its own and just brings it to orbit, so that the, the crew can just chill and hang out. So somebody could have pressed the autopilot button, walked out of the ship, and got on the other one, and that thing just takes off by itself. So. I, I'd buy that because, like I said, we have self-driving cars today. So, and this technology is clearly advanced over what we have. And a lot of people are saying this fight between Riva and Invader was one of their favorite fights. They weren't anticipating such a cool moment. I, and uh, uh, you know, I I like the fight. I don't don't like the way they shot it. Yeah, it, there's. The it seems like it's not good. as cinematic as it can be. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of is, you know, you you go all side side view Street Fighter style fighting game, like where there's no in and out movement of the camera. You're not panning around the shot. You just, you know, fighter A, fighter B, fight, and they there they go. You know, there wasn't any because if you watch Star Wars in general, usually the camera kind of moves around and and you get different shots on what's happening in the in in the scene, not just you know side side by side go at it. I missed that a little bit. I think it could have been well. So correct me if uh, what was Deborah uh, Chow's uh, previous work before this? 
see a shot episodes of Bad Robot. Um, I think she worked on a couple other things. Because I know when The Last Jedi came out, um, Ryan Johnson said he liked that old old school martial arts technique where the camera just is on the side watching. Like That's why that fight between uh, Phasma and Finn is all done from that angle. Not all of it, but some of the side angle, the profile angle of them fighting. Um, and it's yeah, just Better Call Saul, American Gods, oh, nice. Jessica Jones, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, the fact that Vader never even drew. Yeah, yeah, the fact that he didn't even pull out his own lightsaber was was pretty awesome during this entire fight. Yeah, he was like, "I'm just gonna mess with her." You know what I mean? Like he just yeah, he just dismisses her literally. Even the hand gestures he makes is just kind of like, "Yeah, no, you're, it's okay, calm down." You're not doing here today. And I and I like that they did the the stopping the blade because I think the first time we saw that was in um, the Rise of Skywalker the mm-hmm. holding the blade like this with your hand and the effect uh, was so cool when when Ray and Kylo did that but they didn't oh yeah here. yeah they, they could only do so much here yeah yeah even though I I actually like the fact that it looks so effortless without an effect even better because it shows how, what the, the power level difference here is. It's like, you were never going to do anything here, little girl. Kind of yeah. Thing. Like you thought, you thought you were one step ahead of me. You never, you never yeah. were. Yeah. You mean, you were never ahead. You, you're not at the power level to even challenge. That was you. really cool. Oh, when he stops the spitting, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then he takes it away and you know, breaks it in half. I was, oh, Vader I with two sabers. Uh, yeah, this was all just like this is perfect, you know. Like I, I was, I dug this last part a lot. I thought it was really, really well done. And then, of course, the stab, the flashback between she sees him, but then she also sees what he really is or who he really is, is which is Anakin coming towards her. I thought that was beautifully edited. And then, of course, you get the the reveal that the Grand Inquisitor is not dead. Apparently, Rupert Friend was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and they're like, and you got stabbed, right, in the stomach? And he said, one of the stomachs. And right, everyone was right. like, oh. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at the camera like, you know. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that's that's an awesome picture right there. But yeah, Grand Inquisitor's back. Rupert Friend, he will be in San Antonio in August, signing and taking autographs or taking pictures. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> hopefully so- with all the rumors and everything that's flying around, there is he is going to return back as the Grand Inquisitor. And it's yeah, Matt. Uh, he's referring to another meme that uh, they draw. Oh, jeez! I tell her she's a Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. yeah. They all start laughing. Um, uh, a toasty waffle said, "I really thought he was going to pull a, a Dooku finish, which I honestly thought too. I was like, whoa, they are going to just just do it.' Like, but nah. So yeah, that really makes me think he didn't behead her because maybe he still wants more to do with with her being. Maybe he can. I mean, he probably has the notion that he can maybe turn her back to or." to the dark side and have her be, I mean, that's a possibility. That's the only reason that I could come up with why he just didn't behead her and stab her in the stomach and gave her that 
possibility. I, I actually live. would have much preferred that, to be good honest. I mean, I don't know what's coming in the last episode with her. But I mean, in all honesty, I think it would have been most dramatic if he had just finished her. Like, I, I, you know. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Carl. And I'm about to say I don't like Reva. I think Reva is, I thought, I think she's a great, you know, addition to Star Wars. But with Vader's track record and also going off of the original trilogy as well, I mean, he choked a dude out for losing the Millennium Falcon. Like, he straight up murdered a guy. Yeah, or, or get, <laughs> jumping out of hyperspace too close to Hoth. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. come on. I you're mean, willing to, in that case, he kills an admiral over that. You know, it's yeah. like, but he's not going to kill Reva for murder her like, for, for trying to kill him. Um, yeah. So no, I'm right there with you. But like we said, we don't know what's going to happen in the last episode. And like I said before, it's not like I don't like Reva. I think Reva is is great. I have nothing against uh, the character. Yeah, it it, it just fa- it felt to me to be kind of more of a because it's in the script kind of answer <laughs> yeah. to why is this happening because it's in the script. Just you like. Know, it, there, there was no rhyme or reason to it, really. I mean, at, at the minimum, watch her die at least. You know, if you're that evil of a person, you would sit there and just deny her medical attention and just make sure she just kind of croaks in front of you, which she would without medical attention. But it all. Well, there is a back to tank still there. Well, right. That's why you deny her. You just stand there and, and, and you know make sure she doesn't get back up. You're right. I know. I, it just hit me right now that that's still there, which means that's where she's probably going to go. Yeah, that's, that's what she's gonna yeah, have. Yep, yeah, yep. Vader does not kill without purpose. There's more to him. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're, I mean, I mean, you're right. You're 100 percent correct. So yeah, there is a reason why Vader is doing what he's doing. And of course, here comes the Grand Inquisitor. Rupert Fred has a good voice for this. Like, yeah, he sounds like this normally, right? Like he doesn't even have to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's yeah, I believe he is from the UK. So. I know he's from the UK, but like his like his voice sounds so evil. Even if he's just saying hello, I would like a cup of tea today. You know, he would probably sound just like that. <laughs> so this part was a little funny when they were like they're behind us, and then all Obi Wan is thinking I about. Way, stop it right there for a second. Does anybody notice the fact that her how did her lightsaber reattach to itself? It's a the magnet. Vader took it apart and throws it in. It, it throws James it magnets. Yeah, but really powerful <laughs> magnets. I mean, rare earth magnets. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, you're like, didn't you just break that thing I mean, a second ago? Go back and, and see what he did with it. Like, I mean, I, his off off to the side, and she has hers in her hand. But I, I always well, no, because he comes at her with the two of them like that. Right. Um, I always assumed the uh, Inquisitor lightsabers came apart like that already. Oh. All right. Okay. So you, you, here he is. Well, um... All right, guys. We're gonna watch this and see how. Yeah. See what what happens. Whether that's an inconsistency or not. Okay. Stab. Okay. And pulls the blade out. Okay. Pulls the blade out. He still has him in his separate. And oh, there it is. We don't know what happened. Yeah. Okay. They cut away just long enough so we don't see what happened to the blade. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. just funny, funny that he's like, "Oh, let me let me fix this for you. Hold on, yeah, I'm sorry, I broke your lightsaber. Let me let me give it back to you." It's weird. But uh, the the final shot of the show, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna this 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 is gonna get good." <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. But uh, the fact that we get you know Obi Wan realizing something's wrong and that yeah they're gonna go after Luke, that's that's gonna be really big. That means the showdown is gonna be. 
on Tatooine, most likely, which is a rumor I'd heard before. Yeah. Now, mind you, how do you how do you make a mistake like that? First, on on or Bail Organa's part, of, I'm going to send a, a, an open message to somebody about committing treason. Oh, well, I mean, it was just the Obi Wan. He didn't think he was desperate. Well, yeah, but but there, there, that's the first part. But but then, if you're Obi Wan, you receive the message. Why don't you delete it? Like that's the the type of thing. If you're you know. You delete yeah. that immediately. I mean, it's like, oh crap! You know, this is like information in here that could jeopardize my entire reason for living right now. Yeah, we'll never know. I mean, because the plot needed to go forward, Carl. Aha! There's that <laughs> script again. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, like you know, like we said before, before we started this this episode, is there's a lot of things in Star Wars that that happened because it has to happen, like. We, you know, like that's the way Lucas wrote the original one, and that's how they're kind of writing this one. And you know, and from what David told me or told us earlier was, the screenwriter has said it's all gonna make sense on the last episode. Like we made sure we went through and didn't mess anything up. So we'll see how how they how they do it. I mean, I was telling David the other day on our Patreon episode how um, I guess maybe we shouldn't talk about it since it's for Patreon. Anyways, y'all heard it first on Patreon um, about how uh, Star Wars theory is like they're going to they have to e- erase Leia's mind. They they have to do a mind erase on her. And I was like, they've never done a mind erase ever in any canon Star Wars. And all of a sudden, that's what everyone's like. Oh, yeah, she's got to get her mind erased somehow. And I was like, no, I don't know. There's a lot of people who are thinking that they have messed up the canon and the timeline. But we got to see how this last episode goes. I, I, I'm I'm kind of on that on that train. I don't really see how they're going to recover out of this. I think there might be some weak story play story points they could pull out to kind of sort of explain this. But I'm I'm kind of on the opinion that they're kind of too far out in left field to really logically bring this one back in. Uh, yeah, when Disney bought Lucasfilm back in 2012 and announced that. All the new movies going forward, all the new novels, all the comic books were going to be canon. I was like, that's going to be very, very difficult to pull off. So now we're, what, 10 years later? And, I mean, if there's some inconsistencies or, or weak spots, like you say, Carl, I mean, to me, it's it's not that big a deal for me personally. So Well, well and like we talked about before the show... I, my problem right now is that, as it stands, Bail Organa, Leia Organa are traitors to the Empire and should be executed. And the Empire knows that they are. No, you, so, but, so, but, so, but at this point, Reva's the only one that knows any of this right now. No. At, 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 this, at this point in the show, in the timeline, Reva is the only one who knows. Reva's the only one who kidnapped. Right, that's why they show that scene with the with the communicator. She has that big realization that oh my gosh, there's another kid. Right, but Vader chokes her out for letting them go, so he knows. <laughs> no, she he he, he, he knows, but he, he knows who was the and that, that, that she had somebody kidnapped, and she he, he knows who that somebody was being Bill Gosdar. He doesn't know it's his kid. I, I, I can understand, but 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 he did, he does know that, that she what she did ahead of time because he's he's been getting on her for messing it up, and then she keeps coming up with well, no, 
But I put a tracker on it. Oh, well, okay. he, he, he choked her out because she let Kenobi escape. He doesn't care right. about about who Leia is or anything about that. Right, because he because he thinks, well, it's just some senator's daughter. I don't care about a senator's daughter. Yeah, exactly. He so cares about Obi-Wan. He knows that the two of them are together. I mean... But just like the Grand Inquisitor that's, said, that's my a problem. Jedi like, is okay, going well, to... That's fine, but you now have traitors and Oh, but Carl. but it wasn't Bell Organa directly. That seems a bit out of yeah, place. Yeah, going after Leia. It was it was Obi Wan, and which is like, how she's introduced in the New Hope. Is you know I'm a member of the Imperial Senate. I don't see that where we're standing right now. Now there is the possibility that they explain that and fix that somehow. Do we lose Carl? Uh, his connection appears to be kind of choppy, but. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, go over this article from Star Wars Newsnet that popped up here. Um, there is a possibility for a second season. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. So <laughs> their article states that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has been a massive success for Disney+, Plus and it's rivaling the level of engagement on uh, compared to another series that re- was released simultaneously on that Friday. I believe May twenty seventh, Stranger Things four. So we have dueling series between Disney Plus and Netflix. And GQ spoke with Hugh McGregor and asked him if he'd come back and reprise the role of Obi Wan Kenobi. He says, "I really hope we do another. If I could do one of these every now and again, he said he'd be happy about it." Which I think we've spoke about this before. Um, McGregor also says, well, it was definitely conceived as a standalone story, but he would love to continue with the character. You know, I think there's certainly more there to explore, and I would be so excited to get to do so. I would certainly be open to appearing in a second season. And McGregor also says, "Um, I hope it's not the last time I play him. I had such a great time doing this. I'm sure we can think of a few more stories before I turn into Alec Guinness. Don't you? (laughs) Because, yeah, there is a good amount of time there in between. And and I think there's enough story to where they could really, really get into this. I mean, he could have found Ahsoka. You know, he could have... Oh, oh, there he is. Hey, Carl, we lost you, man. Yeah, my ISP just messed up. No, gotcha, gotcha. But now we're talking about how Keno- uh, Kenobi... Yeah, that's who he is. Uh, Ewan McGregor said he, he, he would love to come back for a second season that that he feels that there's a lot more to explore so here's here's my taking on this is uh hold on one second sorry um so season two of mandalorian is that better than season one mandalorian i would say yes and no yes as far as scale and money that you can see on the screen no as far as the artistic vision that was given to us in that first season gotcha they really made it work as a standalone story with the non-astronomical budget that season two clearly had. And I really love season one for specific reasons. And I really love season two for totally different reasons. Gotcha. So I really, yeah, needless to say, I really love those two seasons of the Mandalorian. I was watching my favorite episodes today for father's day. Which ones? So I watched episode one of season two. I had that going in the background uh, while I was eating breakfast. And then after that, I watched. So that was the Marshall, I believe, right? And then I watched the Jedi with Ahsoka. 
And I also watched The Heiress with uh, Bo-Katan. And then I watched the uh, very last episode of season two, The Rescue. Nice. Yeah. And I do do want those hot toys. I think Carl has some of those or they're on the way. But uh, yeah, that hot toy of Ahsoka with Grogu. And, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not released yet. Yeah, it's on pre-order possibility. So I think it's what two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty dollars. Three, I can tell you. I think the price went up because I think it was like two eighty. Well, I can tell, tell you how much it was when I pre-ordered it. Okay. So oh, well, that. But, sorry, God. Yeah, I was gonna say that one, and I believe there's there's the new deluxe edition with. Dinjar in full armor, full Beskar with Grogu in the pram. That's another one that I would yeah, I would love to get. The Dinjarin that that has the die cast armor is the one that I already pre-ordered. That looks killer. Wow. So it's actual metal pieces instead of painted plastic. Right. So unfortunately it, it's the same price as every Iron Man, every die cast figure. So it's 480, 490, something like that. So, so what one thing I, w- I was going to say, David, is for for me, season one of Mando is is amazing, but it, it felt to me like it was a big introduction to get into season two and what po- and what's going to happen in season three. Season one was a nice introduction to get us there. Book of Boba Fett, which I'm hoping they do a second season because it seems like Book of Boba Fett was just a huge introduction into like Boba Fett is now the official, you know, what, what they call him, Dayu of of Tatooine, you know. And then him going on his adventures. Plus, Tamara Morrison has even said, like, Daimyo, right? Daimyo, Daimyo, yeah. That's the name of the planet. They use the name of the planet. No, but, um, but yeah, stick here. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I I think if you do a Kenobi show, a second season, you could really get into a lot of, a lot of the lore, a lot more communication with him and Yoda, him and Qui Gon, um, and then going on missions. Like, I don't know, like, pretty much what we thought the first season was going to be but uh it just seems like it's a good introduction into what we could possibly get in the next season and that's yeah, how boba fett will be back for sure and the whole kind of climactic event thing that's going to happen we don't know what that event's going to be is it going to be a huge series or is it going to be maybe a film a trilogy of films that would be pretty cool yeah um it would be don't know those details yet it'd be really cool um uh, rather have a boba 2 over obi-wan 2 somebody says oh yeah okay well, the numbers say differently, though, because there's probably going to be an Obi-Wan something or other, according to all the metrics and the performance of the show. So Ewan McGregor is most likely coming back, and I'm all for that. And I want Hayden back, too. And see, I think that we've, as fans, we've been talking about, we've been wanting these Clone Wars flashbacks, and we were hoping for that at the beginning. And I think hopefully yeah, no, a series about the Clone Wars and include Ahsoka Tano in there. My 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 only concern there is is that I don't think they can do it for reasons that we talked about earlier because you would have to de-age them so much. They already did it with with Luke Skywalker. With yeah, but not, the they've never done it in a full action scene, which is what Clone Wars will be. It would look terrible. It also like it doesn't matter. <laughs> but for me, no, it would matter to people. Okay? Trust me, people say it. What doesn't matter? But by the time you see how bad that looks. I, I, I will say this though I am with Carl on this because the, the the flashback we did with Kenobi and Anakin was really good because it was it was done and it was shot in a way and it was kind of a quick sequence if you really think about it they a whole, a whole, a whole full-on show 
it would be a little difficult unless they have the budget of a of a full on move yeah, if, if you're willing to throw four or five hundred million an episode for sure you can do it <laughs> I mean, it's all possible but no but yeah they wouldn't do that it would it would still be what they're kind of doing now and then technology is getting better as well true, i true. mean if you did concentrate on it and like they've kind of done with mark hamill is like hide them in in the action and just show the backs of their their heads or bodies or whatever when they're in action. I mean, pull the camera back. I mean, it's, there's yeah. so many different ways to do I, it. I mean, to me, like I said, what's in Book of Boba Fett looks absolutely atrocious to me personally. <laughs> I know a lot of people like yeah. it. It looks terrible in my opinion. Yeah, the majority is fine with it. I mean, uh, so no, mind you, I do CG work, you know, hobbyist style, but I can at least see that that's not well done. It just doesn't look good. But, I, uh, I've heard people say they they don't want to see flashbacks because we've gotten the whole Clone Wars. Like there's seven <laughs> right. seasons, like it's already there. We don't need to see. I agree. We don't need to see a, a Clone Wars flashback if we've already seen it. I know. like in my personal opinion, I think I've told David this before. It's like, look, with all the legacy characters, I think you're better off doing that in animation form, and that that includes like. I would love to see Luke stories. I just don't want to see this de-aging Mark Hamill stuff anymore. Yeah, if, if animation, animation is cheaper. I'd be fine with Sebastian Stan. Uh, you know, I, I, I recast it. If you want to recast now, Kathleen Kennedy made that comment about we don't want to get recast legacy characters. Okay, fine then. Don't but that makes them. no sense too, because I mean, look at Donald Glover. Well, the, but that was already done. Prior, that, that, that's a casting that happened prior to. That. Right, yeah. but there's going to be a Lando show. Well, I mean, we don't actually know that for a fact. <laughs> that was announced to investors. And yeah, well, that doesn't it was in the Vanity Fair article, too. Right. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they, I mean, stuff gets announced to investors all the time. And movie studios have things cooking as, as projects that never make it out into, into a final product. That's, that's that, still- that, that doesn't mean anything. Like, 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 unlike what, what do you, what's released, like once it hits a movie, the release schedule, that means something that means you're actually intending to do this, but okay. So then that means we're deep faking. <laughs> we're deep faking what? Well, here's, here's what I was going to say is they're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I don't think they, I, I think they thought they were going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it. Anymore. So, but, but they've already cast Lando. So that's done. Well, no. They have a writer. They have like a showrunner. They have a director, right. but they don't have Donald Glover officially publicly announced as signed back on to play Lando. But they really can't because he's in a Ryan Johnson situation where he decided to do all these projects prior to, and now because he's kind of stuck. Never pulled the trigger. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the Lando thing is happening. I'd be very surprised if it did. The only way that they would do it is if they could get Donald Donald Glover back. I don't think they're going to cast another, no, uh, another Lando. Nor are they going to deep fake an entire show. Uh, you know that's, they, you know, doing doing small little snippets like they did in in uh, in Mandalorian and in Boba Fett. That's one thing. Doing an entire show based on a deep fake is absolutely not going to. I mean, just on the money factor, you have to pay an actor to play the roles, and then you have to pay somebody to replace their head. I, I mean, that's just not feasible for a TV budget. Maybe if you were going to go full on feature film, four hundred fifty to four hundred fifty million dollars, and re, and do a do a CG style and do like a you know a, like Tarkin. 
tarping or something. Okay, fine. But yeah, I don't see that happening. Nobody, nobody's spending that kind of money. So I, I want Filoni to do a Luke show in the animation that they are doing for Tales of the Jedi. I, I, I'd be down for that. I, I, I think that would that would make a lot of, I think a lot of people would be excited for that if they were like this takes place between episodes uh, six and seven and we're gonna get Luke's journey and they and could use and, a respeacher and they could use a respeacher or I'm gonna just say I think it would be better to recast a voice actor to play Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, that's what. There's no problem with that. I mean, the, 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 all the voice actors that did that did you McGregor for yeah, they the did Clone Wars, right? They, they're fine. There's no problem with with casting another voice actor. Actually, employ somebody else. Mark Hamill is fine on the money front. He doesn't need any more cash. Yeah, I don't think Mark Hamill needs to because they probably. And, have- but, but, and, but and why, why spend the extra money if you can hire somebody to just do it and it won't even bother anybody? It's never but voice actors have never bothered anybody. No one's ever like, oh, that's terrible. No, they've bothered me. <laughs> All the years of the Vader stuff, it doesn't even sound close. It's not Vader, it's just not Vader. What they did in Obi Wan Kenobi, that's Vader, that's Vader's voice. Well, they did Vader in uh, Rebels. Well, that was James Earl Jones, straight up, no respeacher technology, and you could you could tell it was older James Earl. Yeah, Jones. it was didn't didn't really jive. But um, I, I'm gonna have to go, guys. Sorry, my throat's a little too much. Uh, keep going. Uh, I'm sorry, just not feeling up to it right yeah, now. Yeah, no problem, James. Thanks um, for joining, man. Hope you feel better. Thank y'all so much, Carl. It was good seeing you again. Yeah, y'all, y'all have fun. May the force be with y'all. All right, thanks, man. You too. All right. So yeah, that's um. I think you dropped when I talked about the news about Ewan McGregor talking to uh, GQ about coming back. He's he's game to come back, and Hayden's ready to come back as well. And of course, Hayden's going to be in, a, in the Ahsoka series. And right to what capacity we don't know, but you know, yeah, yeah. And I, a lot of people I, are I like, would, "Why I do you hire?" They would actually do like a, a forward on that one, just use him as a Force ghost and and communicate with Ahsoka. I think Force Ghost Hayden is is something fans are really kind of dying to see. I, I I'd be okay with that. I'm really kind of done with this whole going backwards constantly and re-dipping into the old well. <laughs> it's like, look, move on. <laughs> tell me, tell new stories. You well, the it. thing is, you only have so much time with these actors when they're young enough to do what we're seeing on screen too. Yeah, so are like, they though? I mean, it's it, like we covered. Giving it, it to it, us, it's there. Yeah. I'm just not sold yeah. on the concept. It's just one of those things. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. So, and then we're going to watch it and we're going to like it or not. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only news that kind of dropped this week um, that was really kind of worth talking about. Um, there's a lot of birthdays, actually, that have passed this past week. I know Rick Famuyiwa, I believe Deborah Chow. Um, a lot of Mandalorian connections there. And some people from, I believe, one of the admirals from The Empire Strikes Back. But, yeah, we thought May was the big Star Wars month for birthdays. But June is pretty big, too. And Well, there's a lot of people in Star Wars. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people don't get recognized. And it seemed like it seems like people like that were not like main characters are really getting recognized by by the official Star Wars account. So it's it's a real interesting 
thing that they do now for and it, yeah it does kind of seem now that just about every day or every other day they announce someone's birthday but yeah it's and i was thinking about this too we're getting to the point where if you're a fan if if you come into if you're if you're a younger fan or even an older fan and you, and you walk into star wars and you're not familiar with it there's a lot of stuff out there that you're going to have to catch up on to to get really up to snuff on what fans like us are kind of at at, at that point and it's and it it feels like it's not it wasn't too long ago where there was not a lot of stuff out there we had legends like you talked about earlier and we had the original trilogy and then the prequels came out and but now i mean we have so many animated series we have the live action series that's it's building on canon um and we had this i believe we had this conversation on patreon uh james and i um we spoke about how um if we we talk about this a lot on the podcast if we were in charge of lucasfilm how would our strategy for releasing content play out for live action and for me i would still want the older stuff all the connectivity to be all the gaps to be filled in like what Ewan McGregor is saying, if he comes back to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two or whatever in that 10 years that he can participate in between Obi-Wan Kenobi, the limited series and a new hope. But there's, there's opportunities there still to fill that in, fill that type of stuff in, and do newer series like skeleton crew, which is going to happen after return of the Jedi. And Possibly what Taika's doing. He's he's in the process of writing that, and apparently that's yeah. I mean, Taika made a couple of statements that he's apparently not attaching himself to anything that exists right now. He's using the universe, but he's not using anything else. That's what he's claiming. We'll see if that actually holds true. I would I would appreciate it because, like I said, I'm ready for new Star Wars stories. I love my original Star Wars stuff. I mean, I don't spend thousands of dollars on memorabilia just to not like it, you know? Right, Clearly, right. I like, these, like, like what's been created. But my thing is, is, is okay, if we're done with this. We've heard the stories. If you want to continue in animation, continue in animation, I'm okay with that. Uh, continue it in in writing, make comic books, make make books, like anything that where you don't have to continuously have this oh who do we cast or you know we can't recast or well you don't have that problem in the book because if you do it in a book it's the same person because it's in your head you know obi-wan buys a house i need that gap field i need that gap field too i need the gap field where he has that chest that also appears in indiana jones where he pulls out the skywalker lightsaber and hands it to luke where does he get that chest from i it the gap, like you said, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but no, my 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 thing is, is I don't I don't need to see everything on screen. Uh, for one, in my head, it it already all of that really exists already. So, and and I think this is also the biggest problem is is that because all of us have had canon, right? We all have a version of what probably happened. Anytime they put out any one of the, the, these uh, these shows, the only thing that you're going to do is you're going to piss off somebody. Somebody's going to get mad about <laughs> it not matching. That's not my Obi-Wan. That's not my Darth Vader. That's not my Leia. That's not my Luke. So just why do it? 
if people if all you're gonna do is end up having people complain about stuff then don't do it at all tell a new story you don't have that problem if you do new new stuff you know yeah that's the that that's the thing it's like you, you keep trying to dip into something that all that happens is people get mad about it and that's the thing with doing new stuff though it's not the fact that you're doing new stuff the new stuff has to hit with audiences the right. characters the storyline the ships i mean everything has to I mean, so there, that's that's a huge amount of pressure on any filmmaker, and so many filmmakers have passed on stuff. And of right, course, you know, that, which is where where you get somebody that, that's immensely creative, like a Taika Waititi. Yeah. Uh, just like when they get, when they hired Ryan Johnson, they should have let him do his own thing. Mm. Well, um, I mean, they did let him do his own thing with the Last Jedi. Well, not. Really. And they gave him a trilogy. They gave him like plot points and. And notes and everything, but I, I, mean, I, I, I am firmly convinced. Just, uh, just lo- looking at at the script, which, by the way, I do have a lot of last Jedi script here somewhere. Uh, that the the published version of the script that you can buy at Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and so forth. Yeah, but there are two writers on that. There, that there are sections in the in that script that don't match the writing styles. Right, and we all know Carrie Fisher did help out with the script, too. So, so, so like, that entire Canto Bite scene, that wasn't right. <laughs> I, that, that doesn't even fit into the movie. I mean, that, that just seems like uh, some random, oh, hey, let's insert this. I don't mm-hmm. know where that came from, why it's there. I have no idea. It just doesn't even match the movie. But, you know, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is that happened. It, it is now canon, so deal with it. Um, keep, but like I said, my my thing is, why are we continuing to try to mess with something that was more or less as perfect as it was going to get? You're never going to make any improvements. All you're going to do is make things worse for somebody. Not necessarily for every individual, but some group of fans is always going to. Eh, I don't like this. Uh, is it possible to make cool Star Wars stories? Obviously, because you know, Mandalorian season one clearly did that people liked it it has nothing really to do with the original stuff yeah there's stormtroopers in the background but other than that there's no it doesn't tie into anything until season two uh which i personally feel was a mistake they shouldn't have done that uh i think they should have let it run all by itself um but that seems to be what taika wants to do that's what taika excels at is telling original stories you know Watch Jojo Rabbit. It doesn't get much more original than that. Uh, so what we do, what we do in the shadows, you know. So this this guy tells original stories, uh, and he usually comes at it from some sort of, you know, oh this is this is what I'm going to set this in, be it Nazi Germany or you know, vampires hanging out in the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, it's a, it's a, or pirates on a ship. You know, I don't know if anybody watched that show other than me. Our flag means death. Uh, yeah, James watches it actually, and yeah, he's gonna so, have to return to that before he shoots so on a, any Star Wars I, film. I'm a pretty big big fan of Taika Waititi's. Yeah, I am uh, too. Uh, and not just because because of Thor Ragnarok. I I I like what he what he what that man comes up with. I like the way his brain works. I like the way he he integrates stuff. Uh, because even Thor Ragnarok, he uses the other Thor moves more as a as scenery, and then tells his own original story inside that scenery. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, in my opinion, that's what Star Wars needs. 
you need somebody that can take that that scenery and tell a story within that, not retell stories we've already heard 15 times. Yeah, i.e. that sequence. Yeah, i.e. with that sequence with Jason Sudeikis as a scout trooper with with Grogu in the satchel. That was hilarious, entertaining, and a lot of people, a lot of fans, I saw right afterwards, Star Wars needs more of this, and that was all Taika. You could tell. I mean, that would had Taika's signature all over it. Right. He directed so, that last episode. So I, I'm pretty interested to see what he comes up with. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, he is not going, going to use... There's not going to be any Luke. There's not going to be any Leia. There's not any Obi-Wan. None of these characters are going to be anything. Other than sideline characters. You might see, you know... You know just your oddball general from from one of the other movies mentioned, or you know, depending on what era this is finally going to be, we don't even know that. We don't know what where this is going to fit time frame wise. So, might you see mention of the Emperor? Sure. Well, might you see mention of Tarkin? Sure. Are you going to see Tarkin or the Emperor? No, I don't think so. I don't think that none of those characters are going to appear in this. Uh, at the same time, I also hope that they do not. Right. So, in my, like, me personally, I'm I, I'm kind of at the point now. I'm I'm good with what I got out of all the uh, uh, out of all the existing things. I want a new story. I want more hot toys with new characters. I don't want to keep buying yet another variant of Leia, which I have five of, <laughs> six of. Sorry, um, you know. So that that's my thing. Is is it, it, it's time to fill my uh, my my hot toys case with. Things other than Luke, Leia, Lando, you know, love those figures, look great, but I need something else. I need new characters. So we talked, James and I spoke about this on Patreon one night. What do you think about maybe a film or a trilogy where uh, Taika and Ryan Johnson co-direct or join forces in writing in some way? I would, I would love it. Ryan Johnson's a fantastic director. I don't care what people think about Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson's a fantastic director. Go watch yeah. his work. Go, go 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 look at what he wrote. You know what what he's he, he's written. You know, like, check through, click through his IMDb, and tell me that that's not a pretty impressive body of work um, for somebody that young, especially. So clearly, he has talent. Um, so yes, I would like to see that. I would like to see him actually come back to Star Wars and tell his own story, um, and and you know, let people work in, in a way that they with what they're best at. Ryan Johnson is an original storyteller. Shoehorning mm-hmm. it into existing material is not probably not the best use of somebody like that, um, unless you're willing to give him complete freedom, which I don't think that he got in Last Jedi. I don't mm-hmm. you know. I don't think he got complete freedom to you. Okay, you can do whatever you want. No, that that's not what we got there. That's not. And again, if you watch watch these people's movies, if you look through the the way things are directed, the way things are shot, there's like Ryan Johnson's movies in general are shot very lovingly. There's a lot of personal attachment to things. Uh, so so these are very personal movies, and the and a lot of a lot of Last Jedi is shot in that fashion, but then there's other parts of it where there's just none of that. None of the passion shows through. It's just meh. Okay, here you go. 
and that's that, that's a problem. That, that that means somebody was interfering with the creative process on some level. I don't know what that level was, but clearly Ryan Johnson wasn't enjoying himself making part of that movie. Because when Ryan Johnson enjoys himself, Knives Out was amazing. Yes, it was. Yeah, that that's what you get when you're Ryan Johnson's having fun all the way through a production. And that's not Last Jedi. He's not having fun in that movie. You can see it. It's on screen. You can tell that certain parts he enjoyed quite a bit and other parts he didn't like at all. Because the passion's not there. You know, if you watch Looper, you know, the passion's there. That is, so, so when you get somebody like that, let them do what they do. Not, okay, come in after the fact. Ah, can you edit this? Can you do this? Can you reshoot that? No. I, that's not how it works. Not if you're going to get somebody like a Ryan Johnson or a Taika Waititi. And I think Kevin Feige seems to clearly understand that because I, I would, I would say that uh, Thor Ragnarok, where he, you know, Taika Waititi was clearly left alone to do his movie. You know, they told him you need to start here and end there. What you do in between is your thing. You can't violate any of these other scripts. Mm-hmm. And go. So. That seems to be kind of more what I would like to see in Star Wars. If you're going to continue to work in existing universe stuff, either leave it behind and start something new. Or if you're going to continue to work here, kind of do the A to B and then let people create something, not do this extreme over-the-shoulder micromanage type stuff. That doesn't seem to work for me anyway. It doesn't, it doesn't look good. I mean... That's my opinion. And yeah. it, it would be it would be a better product if you brought in new people and let them tell new stories. Because clearly there's still tons of stuff to be told in the Star Wars universe as a universe. We haven't seen half of any of this. So if you're going to tell visual stories, I'm all for that. But tell new visual stories. Go to new planets. Show us new characters that work with the same blasters, then yeah, you can have the Empire in the background. But you know, clearly there's other things that happen other than the Skywalker Saga <laughs> and the directly surrounding. Because even Mandalorian, they started dipping back into Skywalker Saga instead of leaving it alone. Or somewhere else in the galaxy. Nobody cares about Luke Skywalker in this part of the galaxy. Because that part of the galaxy exists, I guarantee you, when nobody cares. You know, nobody... People haven't heard of Luke Skywalker in those areas. They don't know what happened. They don't care what happened. But they still exist in the Star Wars universe. They're affected by the economics of everything. They're affected by the politics of you know of the grand thing. Work in that. Play with that. It would be much better story instead of constantly trying to shoehorn in things. Uh, remember this, kids? You know. Okay, well, that's yeah. like watching somebody's old slideshow. You know, how long are you going to stay stay at there at that person's house when you you know bring out their vacation photos? Nobody wants to see that. It's, it's you know, every once in a while having like a cameo. I'm that's that's cool. Obviously, you know, have Hondo walk across the screen and everybody go, "Oh, look, it's Hondo!" Or yeah, you know, Matt and Colin have been clamoring for Hondo so much because I mean, he's there at Galaxy's Edge and. He has he he has woven himself in a lot of stories, and he's he's around. And well, just... clearly they intended to do more with that character. Yeah, it would seem, but then I don't know what happened 
because Black Spire Outpost uh, appears in the novels, mm-hmm. and clearly they were going to go somewhere with that, and then it just kind of me. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, apparently there is a really big rumor floating around um, that Black Spire Outpost is going to appear very, very soon in a live action property. And I think the popular guess is that it's going to be February for the Mandalorian season three. There's going to be some type of event where we see Batu, and um, how cool know would it be if they actually shot it at at Disney <laughs> and then just digitally enhance it? It'd be, and I'm serious. I think yeah, that would yeah. be really awesome because in Anaheim. Yeah, go to Anaheim, go to go to well, or Orlando. It doesn't matter which one you pick. There. Well, I mean, they're shooting in that area well, for the what? show with the volume. I think there's three volumes there now in the Manhattan Beach area. But yeah, so Fennec Shand and Boba Fett are walking Galaxy's Edge now, and they already announced that Din Djarin with Grogu will also be walking around soon enough. So it will make sense in a way unless kylo ren is walking around <laughs> or he is already walking around but i mean simultaneously you know i mean they yeah they, they, you see but i think what what they what i hope actually more I, what they're going to be doing i think they're going to be flipping it that I, I, I think I, would be in their best interest i i i think and it, it would be smart to kind of switch switch gears on a semi-regular basis because, like, for example, redressing the First Order store into an Empire store isn't, wouldn't be a stretch. It's not like there's a lack of merchandise for Empire or First Order. You can still put the First Order stuff into the bazillion other gift shops around Disney World or Disneyland. Uh, it's not I like totally you, agree. It's not like you have to stop selling it. Uh, you know, is it unfortunate that the big, a big ship is sitting right in front of it? Maybe, but not really that big a deal either you know yeah i mean you can dress it as something else you can either dress it as something else or well i don't know if it's mobile they 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 might be able to take it down and put it back up at a later point i don't know or move it to a different part of the park yeah and and that that ship is a colin trevorrow ship the tie echelon that was supposed to be in colin trevorrow's version of episode nine which we never got and so, they just didn't include that ship whatsoever. And I'm not even sure that's included in any of the novels either, comic books or anything. Yeah, I don't know about comic books. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it's in the novel or not because you didn't see it in the novel. So, yeah. Well, they could talk about it, though. The Thai Echelon, which is supposed to be Kylo right. Ren's new ship towards and, the end. So. And, and yeah, but it, yeah, but my thing is it would be easy enough to do without any major effort. Uh, and yeah, just. Yeah. You know, just like our real seasons change in real life, make a different seasons. You know, every once in a while, Black Spire Outpost is patrolled by by the Empire. Sometimes it's just a smuggler's outpost, and you can have Din Djarin walking around. And then you go into the future, and it's, you know, Kylo Ren and Rey and all that stuff. But that's kind of the, the beauty of, uh, of, of Star Wars in general, is that they really aren't that big of a gap in technology in, in generations at the end of the day. Yeah. The ships look slightly different, but, but the technology is never any different. They still just go to hyperspace. They go to the same speed in inside hyperspace as everybody, as they have from, you know, from the prequels to, uh, until now. 
at least they never mentioned anything that oh well now we're going at double hyperspace or you know double a uh, hyperspace plus yeah <laughs> so it's always just a, it, it's the same stuff so so we're not changing technology we're just changing look so that can go either way um i i really ho hope that we we you know that ahsoka does a good job with with thrawn i think thrawn is set up in the novels to not be a bad guy anymore at this point or at least not a not an imperial bad guy mm -hmm. um i because a lot of people are still thinking that you know well or seemingly thinking that he's just gonna be you know what he was an heir to the empire like the continuation of the empire that's not what's in the novel so if they consider the novels to be canon that's not even logical. He wouldn't because the, the whole arrangement between Thrawn and the Emperor is, I'm going to be loyal to you as long as, long as you're alive. Well, he, the Emperor's not alive anymore, so therefore Thrawn's not going to be loyal to the Emperor because he's led, uh, openly loyal to the uh, Chiss Ascendancy. That's, yeah, that's yeah. who he's loyal to. He even says that to the Emperor to his face. He's like, that's where my loyalty is. As long as you're a benefit to the Chiss, I'm a benefit to you. Before we go, let me get your thoughts on what you think is going to happen in the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And what are your thoughts on maybe what should happen? Um, what's going to happen? It's, it's kind of hard to say because like I said, in my personal headcan version, they're kind of in a corner. Uh, they have to undo some of the stuff that's currently clearly being indicated. Like you can't have Bail Organa end up being a traitor to the Empire. At not at this point. Uh you can't have Leia be a traitor to the Empire. Not at this point. That can't happen until episode four A New Hope. Um which to me that is part of the problem where they're at right now with the show. So they're gonna have to undo that somehow. I don't know I don't know how you do it. I, to be quite honest, I, do, I don't know how you talk yourself out of that one because you've kind of gone down that path without. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's enough time to do it. I did, so I don't. I honestly don't know where they're going to go with the final episode. What and we it? talked about that whole rumor of this last episode for Obi Wan Kenobi is going to be an hour and thirty three minutes. I'm not sure that's so true. I think it might be fifty eight minutes long or whatever. Like every yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think we're going to get much more than what we've got yeah. on the other episodes. It's going to be an ultra mini episode. Like what was it, episode four? I think was the shortest. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be one of those 33 minutes we're done. Hopefully I don't think that. I think we're going to get a long one, but I don't think we're going to go over an hour. Yeah, and if I we do go over an hour, it's not going to be by much. No, I think I think at most you're going to get 45 minutes of actual episode plus the you know plus end credits plus uh, uh, intro. So by the time you, you cut it down, it's going to be maybe a 45 minute episode without right. the, yes of actual story on screen. So I don't know. I don't think, and then there might be a cool little, you know, mid credit scene added to it. That's a possibility that you do something there to indicate something else happening. I don't know that it's necessary, but it's possible. So, yeah, I've heard that due to the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi is super successful via streaming on Disney Plus there was a modification made to the last episode to enable them to maybe do a second season or include 
more story points in future Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff. I like that, and I think that is a possibility. And, of course, we all know that Kathleen Kennedy made the statement that we're going to get the rematch of the century. So we're going to get a huge fight with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. If we don't get that, I think Star Wars fans are going to riot. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get it. And I think that Obi-Wan Kenobi, like James said earlier, it's gonna ha- they're going to have to make it look like Obi-Wan Kenobi died in some form or fashion. And- uh, that will probably not be a bad idea. However, I don't think that that's going to... I don't. I don't think we're going to get the big duel that everybody thinks we're going to get. I think we may have already gotten that. I. Uh, I think we're getting a, a big duel. I think that's going to happen. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it fit. It, it, again, it, it fits into canon to have a big duel. Yeah. You just be having a big duel to have a big duel. It, it has nothing to do with the overall story arc of Star Wars. This is just oh, let's have them fight. This, this is. It comes down down more like me busting out my on a Darth Vader figure out of my case and start you know playing with them. You know. Well, there is there is a story point that I've always wondered about when Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader do meet on the Death Star and they have their duel in Episode mm-hmm. Four. They're not very nimble. They're not very athletic, and the right. way you can maybe account for that is if. Obi-Wan essentially leaves Vader the same way he left him in uh, episode it, three. It's like really it's <laughs> like ri- like more messed up than he left him. It, yeah, but it, but it, but it's already accounted for in canon. Why Vader is, is in the condition he's in by the time episode four comes around, because the Emperor uh keeps Keeps messing him up further and further. The Emperor knows fully well that Vader is his foil, so therefore he keeps he keeps him less functional than he needs to be. So as Vader is getting more powerful as a Jedi, mechanically he's being downgraded. Yeah, there definitely uh, was from her Fuzik. Wasn't there concept art they uh, where they fight on a lava planet? Yes, there was, and. I think we're going to see that realized on screen. I don't, there's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be a fight on Tatooine, but yeah. Well, it can't be. be. I mean, if they do that, then they've truly broken canon at this point. I mean, <laughs> at that point, if, if that fight occurs on Tatooine, then I'm sorry, that, that is not, that's, <laughs> it's just not feasible. Yeah. yeah I, I've, my head canon is always since the announcement of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I'm just like, man, Obi-Wan's going to mess up Vader again. So we can have that line kind of filled out to fruition. When we last met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. And of course, we all thought years and years ago that that was after he left them on the banks of the uh, Mustafar Lava River. But I think it'll it could work this way too. But yeah. But but with some of the OP stuff they've showed him do now, like you're ripping a spaceship out of the sky and that sort of thing, it's like, <laughs> you really honestly say that he's a learner at this point? Yeah, Vader wouldn't dare step on sand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even though he was back on a sand planet in this episode. Shouldn't he have said something like, I can't stand this planet, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not fighting here. All these deserts everywhere. Yeah. On that note, um, I want to say thanks, everyone, for uh, your patience with us on Patreon. Uh, James and I have been out of commission, and uh, but we do have Colin right now at Galaxy's Edge. He was going to be on the podcast, but he's like, I got a reservation, so I'm going to go record. 
So he's out there. If you're out in Orlando and you see him, he probably has one of these on him. So stop him. Or maybe one of these too. I think he has some coins as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Thanks to James who joined us, who announced that uh, he's sick. And um, and for Carl, he's been my buddy for decades. We always go to celebrations together. So hopefully London happens. And Carl's already booked his rooms. So yeah, we hope it, to it's see you there. Like we're, like we're going to be there. So at least the two of us. I don't know if everybody <laughs> else is going to make it. But James and Colin really want to go. I think James will probably be there as well. I think he's going to do a whole big family kind of vacation to go out there. So, yeah, RFB, thank you so much for helping us moderate the chat. And may the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.